Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, and I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's the third part of the History Box delve into the uh, complicated and harrowing world of rabies. (laughs) Um, We've had a lot of correspondence from people over the... Past couple of weeks, so I'm a little bit out of breath because I've just ran up the stairs because I had to answer the door before uh, we started recording this. Uh, just give us a minute. Yeah. Is your right side numb or tingly? Mine, right yeah. now? Yeah. No. Oh, good, okay. I just it's, it's important to check if someone could be having a heart attack or stroke and oh, right. look for the signs yeah. and suddenly you you were breathless you seemed disorientated yeah. and i thought it was yeah, my no. obligation to check you all right safeguarding i thought it was i thought it was the left side for a heart attack left right depends depends what side your either. heart's on what side is your heart on depends on, depends you know? on your politics it's, it's important to know what side your heart's on because it's different with everyone but if you do, they do are when you're admitted to hospital with a heart problem, mm. if you're still barely conscious, they, they lean over and they go, what side is your heart on? I wear a dog tag round my neck and it says your that heart my heart is, is on the left. Yeah, it's on the yeah, left. Mine's Only on the just left, left, well. left, left of centre. Left of centre. Mine, mine's on the left, mm. um, as in the diagrams. Whenever you see a heart on a diagram, it's always on the left-hand side. Yeah. Like a football badge. Mm. Yeah. The club badge is always on, on the left-hand left side. Breast. That's how you remember the, yeah. the heart's there. On your left And, tit. of course, the kit manufacturer is on the right tit. Yes. that's. I don't know. I'm not sure left. what, it, it, in terms of organs, maybe Dr. Loreline, our, uh, our <laughs> pod doctor, can let us know what organ is it that's under the right tit. <laughs> <laughs> Surely we could Google is it. Is it A, the liver, B, the spleen, or C, oh, the lower intestine. I think it might be the spleen. I'm not completely sure, but I think it might be the spleen. Um, you know, this is increasingly becoming a Dr. Loreline podcast, isn't it? Well, it's nice that it's mostly about medical matters. And, uh, and she get to use a catchphrase again. I can't believe I'm having to be serious. <laughs> One <laughs> thing you don't want to hear from your doctor, really. No, it's not, is it? Um... What, what, where are we at with the rapist thing? I said there'd been some correspondence, but we've kind of been reading it out on the main. Yeah, we have. Episode, because we? we've there's just not been... There's just been 
the, one of the biggest oh. responses to any topic we've ever covered. Think of all the topics we've covered over the years, from Elvis to mud. To football. To football, <laughs> yeah, we did that for a while. Nothing has quite had the same response as our rabies saga. And we've only fucking gone... Can you see me wrapping a blanket around myself? Uh, yeah, is that why you're chuckling? The that you're, you're currently draping yourself in a tartan rug. I'm very cold. Uh, I'm waiting. The the the, um, the Vita modular <laughs> does warm up nice, but it takes a while. Yeah. Now, what I would right. usually do if I had a day's podding ahead of me is on a freezing day like today, and it is fucking freezing. Yeah. Um, you'd you, I come across early, still uh, early in my dressing gown. And mm. I'm early to switch the heater on in advance. So by the time I come to start podding, the Vita modular's already warmed up a oh, treat. Nice toasty. Yeah. But, I've, but that's great logistics. But I've had a busy morning, forgot to do it. And so now I'm waiting for it to warm live. So I've wrapped You're myself in a lovely tartan. tartan blanket. This feels like the kind of morning when we should be podding from our, our Mallorcan podding rigs. Oh, it does. Still don't exist. But, yeah, what uh, about when yeah, I found yeah. out last week that you don't? if you go and live in Portugal, you don't have to pay any income tax? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you told me that. It seems implausible. I might have it, to it's do true, some mate. research. I, yeah, check it out. Because I, I might have mentioned this to you. I, there was three or four separate people who I know who mm. just really casually mentioned, oh, you know, I live in Portugal now. Two of them yeah. I was having Zoom conversations with, and I said, oh, yeah, so maybe we'll meet up. And he went, well, yeah, we could when I'm in London. And then just said it as casually as saying you'd move to a different postcode. Just went, oh, no, I live in Portugal now. Yeah, I live just outside Lisbon. And I was like, in the end, the, when the fourth guy said this to me, I said, you as well. And he went, what do you mean? I said, fucking every cunt's moved to Portugal. What's the fucking tickle? And he went, what do you mean? I said, what's the fucking agenda here? Is it a tax thing? And he went, oh, yeah, golden visa, mate. If you're getting paid from Golden abroad, visa. if you're getting paid from abroad, right, mm. then there is no income tax. Superb. I mean, we've talked about the golden visa before, haven't we? Golden visa. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do, we'll do a deep dive into the golden visa at some point. Yeah, we will. Somewhere else. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I was talking about correspondence that we've had about rabies. And now we've read most of it out on the main pod. But then there's one that's just come in three hours ago. 7.33 a.m. this morning. Mm. Someone called Dan sent an email. What a great time in the morning to be sending yeah, emails good man. to podcasts. Efficient. Great logistics. Get up. up with, send your rabies-related. I was yeah. up with the lark to send a rabies-related email to some <laughs> podcasters. And then I was out for my morning constitutional. Always better than the emails that come at, let's say, 3.12am. I try to, I delete them. Yeah, don't even read them. I don't read them, I delete them. Any email that comes after, like, 11 at night, I'm suspicious of, cautious about. I think it was Chris Rock that once said that um, cash machines should shut down at midnight because anyone that's getting $300 (laughs) out at three in the morning isn't doing it for a positive purpose. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, the hours of the night. But this is... um, 7.33am up with the lark like I say Dan hello lads it, the, the fucking email is entitled Rabies Adjacent <laughs> lovely and he says I've never been directly affected by rabies but have been lightly touched by its long shadow oh <laughs> Dan fancies himself as a writer as something of a poet my, yeah um, he says my mum was an animal warden tasked with capturing stray dogs now of course Stray dogs used to be everywhere. 
back in the day, didn't they? Yeah. You had a straight dog. Uh, well, my dog... used to get sent out. It was mine. It, was, it's, it had a home to sleep in at night. Yeah. But it did... We allowed it to be stray most days at various times in the yeah. day. Yeah. So it was halfway between... It wasn't pure stray, to be fair. Yeah, but was she never picked up by the, the wardens with the big nets and the no, bands? No, no, never. That's good. That's good. Never, she just wandered around. She knew the yeah. area well. I believe people knew who she was and Maybe let the wardens her, let knew her who she be. Was. No one yeah. kicked her or anything like that. Funny you should bring her up because only this morning, um, having my new dog, Cookie, has reminded, brought back a lot of nostalgia of my old dog, Bella, right? Who died when, when I... When I was 18, she died. and um, But she meant a huge amount to me. And having a new dog, the, the little things that a dog does day to day that you don't notice when you interact with other people's dogs. Because I love dogs, but until you're living with one again full time, you don't really get into the nitty gritty of dog life, do you? And yeah. their strange yeah. behaviours. So this new dog, completely different to Bella, breed-wise and all the rest of it, but is doing certain things that really bring back what, what you might call a Proustian rush, right? Yeah. And um, like, and so I, I text my mum and say, I've been really thinking about Bella recently. I'm gutted that I don't have any photos of me with her. Well, she's my mum. God bless her. Yeah. Has yeah, been in the photograph basket. She's gone to the archive. It, she's gone to the <laughs> photograph basket, which, by the way, I once on a Sunday decided to have a dig through because all that's in there is like archives and archives of old photographs, prints that we don't have mm. these days, do we? Like, mm. but you know, like in the old days, you just had a box with all the family photos muddled up in and it all gets muddled up. So suddenly you're looking at one of your parents in the 60s and mm. then it cuts to you at a birthday party in the 80s or whatever, whatever. I was going through it one afternoon. I think my brothers were there as well. And I said, oh, look, let's have a little cheeky dig through the photos. The osteopath Rob McDonald turns up, says, what's all this? No, no, you're making a mess. Put those photos away. I'm like, listen, cunt, these are our family photos. They've got nothing you're to do with you. making a mess? Making a fucking mess. A mess. I'll make a mess where I fucking want, you fucking goblin. You know what? A fucking mess is when something needs to be cleaned up, i.e. a spillage yeah. or like some food crumbs or something like that. That's a mess. A bunch of photos that have been got out of a basket is not a fucking it's mess. It's not a fucking... I'll show you a fucking mess, you cunt. Yeah, your fucking blood's on the fucking wall, I'll pal. fucking mess up your boat race, Rumpelstiltskin. I'll fucking rearrange it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He had the raging <laughs> hump, and he was really like, no, I don't think you should be going through those photos. It's our fun photos. Anyway, my mum's been through well, the it's basket. It's because it's of a time before him. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. He's like trying to do a Stalinist purge of history. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Or like the punk rockers did that, didn't they? The punk rockers tried to make out it was year zero for pop music, didn't they? In 1976, when they got going, Mm. they were like, nothing, the Beatles didn't exist. That's what he's trying to do. The Stalin, Stalin, punk rockers, your Rod McDonald's, they're all the fucking same. There's a, there's a strong whiff of coercive control about them, I've got to say that. Yeah, I know, you said that before and you're absolutely right, but, you know, don't know what to do I about it. I that's and, a thing when you're old. Yeah, big, big <laughs> style, big style, big style, because people become more vulnerable and therefore easier to manipulate. Mm, Think of it exactly. that way. But anyway, that's another story. We'll do a deep dive into my mum's relationship with fucking Rumpelstiltskin uh, once we finish the rabies one. It'll be a six-week uh, special. 
we'll start right from the beginning. Um, but you know what I was reminded of the other day? My mum was, they were on their way home and my mum was desperate, desperate for a piss, right? Mm. She was like, oh, fuck it, quick, 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 I need a piss, I need a piss. So they open the door and she runs upstairs and goes for a piss and then she comes out and about 20 minutes later, Rod is in the hallway, right? And he's going, Mm. oh dear, you've had a little accident. And she goes, what are you fucking on about? She's really like rude to him, right? To be fair, that's the one thing that makes me feel better about the situation is that she is obscenely rude to him, right? Like literally he'll say anything (laughs) in his camp little squeaky voice and she'll go, what are you talking about, you daft cunt? And he goes, he goes like this. I wish you wouldn't. I wish you wouldn't call me that, darling. <laughs> it's an incredible dynamic. I wish you wouldn't use that word, darling. Wow, that don't act like one then. And he goes, "You've had a little accident." And she went, "What are you talking about?" There was water on the floor, right on the carpet, right. and she knew yeah. it was water because she spilt it, right. And she goes. What do you mean a little accident? He went, well, I think in your hurry to get upstairs, a, a little bit of urine may have escaped. That's the way he talks, right? And she went, you fucking cunt. I haven't fucking pissed on the floor. That's water, you fucking idiot. And he went, are you sure? And she went, of course I'm fucking sure. I know if I pissed or not. That's disgusting. Shut up and stop saying it, right? So he went, oh, very well, if you say so. And she went back upstairs for a bit. When she came downstairs, she caught him. He was on his hands and knees with his nose touching the carpet. (laughs) And she went, what the fuck are you doing now? And he was like, I'm just sniffing it. And she went, why? He went, to check whether it's urine or not. To prove the cunting point. And he goes, no, it isn't. He goes, it checks out. It checks out. It's not urine, it's water. Did he apologise then? No, but like she told him, and either way... Who gets down on their hands and knees to see if they can smell their wife's piss on the carpet? Well, well some people fair, who, it, yeah, sexually, they've got that, it, that's their thing. Then he hasn't got far to travel either, so, you know, he might as well while he's down there. Yeah, the little cunt. Full time. Taking fucking half a second to get down on his hands and knees. Getting back to photographs, though. Photographs are back in. Me daughter's away at uni and she's got a pin board and it's absolutely covered in photographs that they've yeah, been Yeah, my taken. daughter's got that. It must be trendy. There's like, there's an app apparently you can just really, it's really cheap. Yeah. You just upload all your pictures you know and you what? just send the, your photographs. The, my daughter claimed to me, because she's got a load and they're all stuck in a sort of a collage above her bed. Yeah. And her and her mates all like, uh, I don't know what they're up to in the photos. They're always either pissed or pretending to be pissed. Pull, that seems to be the thing. Yeah, pulling faces out and all that like stuff. That, yeah. Yeah. And um, I said, where'd you get them from? She said, oh, yeah, it's this thing. She, I said, how do you afford that? She said, they give you the first lot free to lure you in. Yeah. She got about 50 photos printed for free, she reckons. Yeah. That's amazing, well, you isn't it? have to go down to Boots and like, wait two days or something. And it's a lot of fun. It. It's a lot of fun going through a photo archive. Like, yeah. um, I haven't done it in a while because I actually, I moved flat once and... Um, the landlord was getting the house when I was renting a flat years ago. The, the, we moved out. The landlord gave us a couple of weeks, even though we'd moved to get all of our stuff. And we went like a few days late and the builders had just fucking lobbed loads of stuff in a skip that had been taken away because we were two days late coming to collect it. And in it nice. was like about 
200 old photos of mine and my missus going back through right. childhood and everything. So we lost a lot yeah. of personal archives then and other stuff and a guitar. They fucking they threw the fucking guitar. Fuck I've got that. in there and there's all these Polish lights. I go, oi, where's my photos of my guitar? It go. It go and skip. <laughs> Why'd you throw them? <laughs> Have to go. Wow, not much. Need space. I'm like, you, you absolute you fucking cunts. <laughs> no, it's, pr- it's yeah. problem for us. It's problem for you now. <laughs> I was absolutely fuming, but what are you going to do? I couldn't fight them all. There was about 10 of the cunts, yeah. big bastards, nah, on the no, vodka no from point. fucking 10 a.m. Yeah, no point getting beaten up over that. Yeah. But I'm now, I'm now determined to go through it. I mean, I've got almost 20 years of photographs since my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. On, they're on your laptop, computer, but yeah. I don't have them as photographs. I'm going to get them all yeah, sorted it's and, lovely. Get them and get photo albums and everything and all that. Yeah, it's it's lovely. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. My my oldest brother, we used to go on holiday a lot together, and he was a he was a keen photographer. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember Theo when you were a keen photographer? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a keen that photographer. Is, that's the internationally recognised phrase for yeah. someone who's a if, you're, if you like taking pictures, if you like taking pictures, you're a keen, keen photographer. photographer. And he's got a fucking load somewhere, so I'm thinking of going around his house for a right good dig about in it. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, my mum has been in her archive, and she sent me a picture. She was looking for pictures of me with my dog because there weren't many and I got very nostalgic and emotional and wanted one maybe to put on my wall here in the Vita Modular Mm. oh it's really sweet she sent me one this morning she's found it and she's taken she's worked out to take a picture of it on her phone and and whatsapp (laughs) it to me but it's really funny because it's in the park near my mum's house and I'm about 18 I reckon maybe a bit younger Mm. but the dog Bella it's it's in the snow and I said to my wife look Look, you can look at this picture of me and my dog. Come and have a look at this. And she looked, and it's it's not the best picture. It's a bit blurry, and I'm in the foreground, and Bella's in the background. And because she was mostly white, she's sort of mm. quite hard to make out in the snow. But my wife right. had a right good zoom in, and she went, oh, no. And I said, what? She went, pretty sure Bella's doing a shit in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> and she is. But it's the only picture my mum could find. <laughs> That's good though. That's the other thing. Like I don't think that's 80s, a bad thing. 80s photos, like now all photos, because of things like filters and the lenses on your phone and all the rest of it, all photos look quite pro. But if you look yeah. through the pictures you took in the 80s, very often yeah. I'm on them disposable cameras, right? Yeah. They're all shit because you can't <laughs> see really. You don't have a big fucking screen like you've got now. Now you see what the photo's going to look like, don't you, on your phone before you press. <laughs> before you press the button in exactly. the 80s it was just what it was like only one in every hundred photos yeah. was half decent yeah you literally got the back you go through and go oh, they're all shit they're all shit yeah <laughs> my thumbs over half of them the the others are all out of focus and blurry loads of them were just fucking yeah. stupid ideas the classics when you're on holiday is something looks like an amazing view like you're up on a fucking hill and it's an amazing view it's breathtaking and then you get out your shitty little disposable camera and go click now I remember that view forever. And when you see it on the print that comes back from fucking boots, you're like, that is a load of yeah. shit. That made a good a good holiday look fucking drab. Yeah, yeah. 
as one of me that I've got taken when I was about 11, I think, and it's on a caravan site that we were on holiday at. And I'm I'm not kind of front and centre, I'm sort of in the middle distance. Mm. And there's caravans surrounding me and like old early 1980s cars yeah. and all sort of kind of thing. And all I'm wearing is a small pair of red shorts and nothing <laughs> else. And I was nothing really, else? I was really, no top. Right. Nothing else. I wanted to come out of a swimming pool or something. Yeah. I don't know, I've been sunbathing. But I've got really pale skin. I was a really skinny kid. Yeah. And it's slightly blurred. And it's it's one of the most sinister photographs you'll ever see. <laughs> Is it, it the sort like of thing you'd expect being been... Rostrum cameraed in a documentary about abuse? <laughs> yeah, it's the sort of thing you'd imagine being traded uh, among, <laughs> among enthusiasts of that kind of thing. Yeah. It's really horrible. But, There's uh, got to be a fucking Tumblr or whatever of shit 80s photographs, and that's the theme. Be. Like always, when you say you're in the like, do you say you're in the sort of middle distance? That's yeah. that's the other thing is that in most eighties photos, the subjects in the middle distance yeah. is never quite <laughs> right where they are. They're always standing yeah. just like in a way where they're not far enough away for it to be spectacular, but not close yeah. enough for you to make out any features. It's that usually so they can get the scenery in as well. Go on, stand a bit further back. I'll get the scenery. I want to get in. that I'll hill get in. The background in. Uh, if you stand a bit to the left, I can get that hill and that tree in. <laughs> and then when we get back, when we get back home, we can show our friends the, the hill and the tree that we stopped near when we were on holiday. <laughs> God, when I was really young, me um, well, it was my granddad actually. My granddad used to get take photographs, but he'd get them back as slides. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't get them back. And then you had to go around and, then, and watch a, a slideshow. And, and he had a, a slide projector yeah. and a pulled down white square screen to project them onto. Yeah. So we'd look at the holiday photos on well, slides. That, that's a classic sort of, oh no, granddad's got the slideshow. Oh, he used to love it. It was like going to the cinema, but in the house. Well, I have it with my mother. They go through all the, old, all the old photographs. My mother in law is a keen traveller. Very keen traveller. Right. Like, she's in her late 70s, yeah. but, like, last year she went to Uzbekistan. She goes on these sort of, like, really, like, adventurous holidays into, like, you know, obscure places, and, and she doesn't... The sort of holidays that get advertised in the back pages of the Observer That's Sunday it, magazine. Yeah, she'll go on tour. She goes on tour. She gets a... Yeah. I think it's Wanderlust magazine or something like that, Lonely Planet. Yeah. She's a, she's a, she's a traveller, not a she, Exactly that, yeah. And she goes, and there are these tours, and it's very sort of austere. You stay in kind of hostels and yeah. bunk beds and that. She loves it, and she's a keen photographer as well as a keen traveller. But the problem oh, is, she comes back from this thing, right? And she'll have had, she'll have like a million photographs, yeah. And yeah. Um, but what she does is, when when we were younger, you'd go round and she'd have prints, and so you'd kind of be able to swerve it because she'd have to get the prints out, and you'd oh god. But yeah, but yeah. then she started having them on her laptop now, and but you only had to worry if you were there. Do you know what she does now? She takes her iPad oh. with her everywhere, everywhere, right. right? Yeah. And literally at the drop of a hat, out it comes. And if you, like at Christmas, <laughs> she came with me around to my brother's and there was a lot, it's a, a mix and match sort of family situation on <clears throat> Christmas Day. So that everyone's got different in-laws there and that and you're mucking together. Great, really nice. But I was like, oh no, she's, I, che- I clocked her handbag as soon as she fucking came round, right? 
And I thought, there it right. is. She's brought the fucking iPad. And I know why, right? <laughs> and literally, I introduced her to my brother's mother-in-law, who's also there. And within fucking one minute maximum, she's gone, oh, I went to Uzbekistan last year. Want to see the photos? Bang, out it comes. Half an what? hour. Bang, what? bang, what? bang, What bang. are you going to say? What can you say to that? I went to Uzbekistan last year. Do you want to see the photos? No, fuck that. Nah, you're all right. It's fucking Christmas. <laughs> I want to watch the raccoons yeah. Christmas special, you cunt. Look, look at pictures of you up a fucking mountain in the end, in the middle of nowhere. She she used to go all the time to China because she's also a keen potter, right? So she's well into oh, the ceramics and all of that. The pottery scene. Yeah, she's into yeah. the pottery scene, which I used to laugh at, but now I'm quite into her pottery scene. Like, it's funny as you get older. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, fucking pottery. What's she going on about pottery all the time? Why aren't she into just going down the pub and up the football like I am? Well, <laughs> That's a proper life. instead. <laughs> right. <laughs> And uh, now I'm like, can I look at your potting shed? <laughs> can I have a go? <laughs> right. I really like all that pottery stuff. But she's... Uh, she... Have you had a go? Nah. Have you done it? My kids have, but I just know I'd be shit. I'd fuck it up. I'd cause chaos and mayhem. Because yeah. I'm a bit, I'm too clumsy for the pottery scene. But I, yeah, I, I like her... Calm I like her work. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it's quite interesting. But anyway, because of that, mainly, she used to go to China, but she'd go on, like, ceramics mm. and textile tours in fucking weird... Now, like, there's places in China that you've never heard of, but that are, are bigger than fucking France. But it's just a mm. town. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how big China is. You go, mm. oh, yeah, there's a village that's, like, a thousand miles away from Beijing. Its population is 70 million. You've never heard of mm. it. Because it's just, by China standards, it's fucking obscure. Regular. It's their fucking yeah. 15th biggest town, right? Anyway, she'd go around all these different villages and, and meet people and look at their pots and all that. But she'd meet, um, like, kids, little kiddies. Yeah. Little Chinese kids. Um, and that's not racist. Yeah. They were just kids from China. You can, no, you can just call kids them, in China. You can call a kid yeah. from China Chinese kids. You can't. Just about, yeah. yeah. Right, and they were. That's what they were. I'm telling you straight, they were Chinese yeah. kids. She'd take, but these were people living... <laughs> it sounds wrong. It though. does, yeah. It sounds That's really why wrong. I have to say, look, just be, let's be real. They were Chinese kids and they were... If, if she'd gone to France and I said, oh, they, she met French kids, you'd be fine with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway, it was very rural kind of community. And a lot of them were dressed in quite traditional Chinese wear. You're not, they're not wearing Nike hoodies and all the rest of it, right? Right, yeah. They were wearing, okay. like, Chinese um, Chinese traditional gear. get-up, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and they were very sweet kids. So she, That's not racist. It's not racist. They had traditional gear on, Tradition. right? That was, that yeah. was their culture. If it was, if it was me or you wearing it. If it was, yeah, it then that be would racist. be a bit racist, yeah. Especially if we were doing accents and all the rest of it. But but none of that was going on. So she took some pictures no. of them. Lovely, why not? Interesting. The problem was, this is when, like, um, my my good wife and her brother were still sort of, like, in their 20s. She, would, she came back, right? And she was so pleased mm. with these photos of these Chinese kids that she got them printed up. And then she got them framed. And all over her house, she had just framed pictures of these anonymous Chinese kids. But then yeah. one day I noticed, I said, it's funny, isn't it? 
you ain't got any pictures of your own kids, only of these Chinese kids <laughs> you don't know and you don't even yeah. remember the names of, right? Yeah. And she was like, well, I just, I just like it. I said, yeah, you like it, don't you? You like it more than your own kids. The old they're, fucking they're house is covered in pictures present. of Chinese kids in frames. <laughs> And if I was your kids, I would not be happy. It was a wind-up, and it worked, because they were fuming about it for years. And only in recent mm. years has she started, like, basically addressing it and putting... She didn't take the pictures down, the Chinese kids. She no. begrudgingly put a few pictures up of her own kids in frames to sort of redress the balance a little bit. In in, in sort of lesser locations in the house. Yeah, just sitting around in the so house. Or out in the street, like, in, in like, the high street. No, I, mean, I mean like in oh, the house yeah. itself like, like in the fucking downstairs like, toilet not pride yeah, of place above yeah. the fireplace and the Chinese kids have still got that and I wouldn't mind but I go hey they're not Chinese kids you got over there and she goes yes thank you and I go yeah mate then when you're on, the, on your pottery tour did you and she goes yes that's right and I go yeah and then I always go what are their names then and she goes pardon and I go what are their names them Chinese kiddies uh, and I'm thinking she's going to make up a Chinese name like oh what Zing, no, Zing Pao right <laughs> <laughs> and she goes I don't know I can't remember you can't remember their name you got them fucking that's the that's an expensive frame you got up there that's above the fireplace you can't have a picture of people above the fireplace you don't even know their name <laughs> oh it doesn't matter it fucking does it's well, weird <clears throat> What what would be best would be if the pictures that she put up of her kids had been ones that she'd taken after you'd said that and had just been like candid ones that she just took when they didn't realise they were being photographed yeah, really quick. of them just sitting around. A quick snap, yeah. a, a, an unflattering like, profile of them from watching the side telly. On or something like that. Watching telly in yeah, a tracksuit yeah. with some stains on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do. I'll put it in a clip frame. I got a clip frame from IKEA. <clears throat> Yeah, happy now, dickhead. <laughs> I know their fucking names. I know them all too well. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of fucking saying them. <laughs> give me no, give me a traditional Chinese kitty any day, whether I know their name or not. Polite, beautiful, good with their hands. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of run out of time, but we haven't got this email read out yet. From, from let's let's Dan. have it read before uh, so we go. No, we'll do it next week. Okay. Because if we start reading it, stuff's going to jump out of it, isn't it? Yeah, and, and then we'll be here all day. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We can't just read it and leave it. It's not no, our style. No, you can't just read a cold email out. No, it's not our style. It's not, not, the, way we, it's it's not the way we pod. Nah. All right, thanks then. We'll try and get back to rabies next time, but it's been a nice diversion. It has. I've enjoyed myself. That's the main thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, and goodbye. All the best. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.